Uh, thanks for joining us. Before we get to today's episode, which features uh, Vicki Delaney, I want to first dedicate this episode to the memory of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who, as you know, passed this week. May her memory be a blessing not only to her family, but to us all. And by blessing, I mean, may it inspire us to greater feats of seeking justice, of seeking equality, of seeking a better world for all of us for as long as we have this world at our disposal. It may or may not sustain us into the next century, but for whatever time we have left, we've got to work towards making this a better world. And uh, that's what uh, Ruth's legacy means to me. Thank you for your service and may you rest in peace, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Justice of the Supreme Court. And now to our episode. Hi everyone and welcome to Dead to Rights, the podcast video for the crime genre industry. And uh, season four would not be complete without an interview with our own Vicki Delaney, who is an extremely prolific writer. You will know her as Vicki Delaney, Eva Gates, and she's got a vast array of titles spanning police procedural, gritty detective, um, psychological thrillers, um, and uh, also cozies. Most recently, she writes a series of cozies, which she'll tell us all about. But before we bring Vicki on the line, I just want to remind you about our anthology coming out in the fall from Carrick Publishing titled A Grave Diagnosis. It's currently in the copy edit procedure and then it will go into layout and formatting and publication. And I'm hoping that the whole works will be done by October. So um, look for that to come out in the fall. It's titled A Grave Diagnosis, 35 Tales of murder and malaise. And the theme of this anthology for 2020 is illness as well as murder because it is a crime anthology. So please do watch for that. All our crime lovers are going to really enjoy it. We've got 35 terrific writers in this. And um, yes, there's a story from me too. Mine is the uh, title story, A Grave Diagnosis. So please watch for that. It's something that ventures off a little from my usual and I hope you'll enjoy it. And uh, now let's bring Vicki Delaney on the line. Hi, Vicki, how are you this morning? I'm very well, how are you? I'm very well, yes, thank you for joining us today. <laughs> I know that you're a very, very busy writer. I've been scanning through your titles. How many titles do you have now? I can't even count them. I've, I've barely lost, kind of lost track, over 35, I think. Over 30, under uh, Eva Gates, you're writing primarily cozies, is that right? I'm writing um, only cozies now, under both my names. Under both names, okay, yeah, okay. That's right. What, what made you make the switch? Because you in the past used to write some very gritty uh, police procedurals, and you also wrote some psychological thrillers, which were right up my alley. I love those. Yep, that's right. Um, it, it was basically, it just sort of fell into it. I was... Um, I, you know, I was quite happy writing the darker, the grittier stuff. And like I said, I wrote the Constable Molly Smith series set in BC and a couple of standalone psychological suspense. And I was quite happy writing that, but I had an idea for a cozy series or for a lighter series, shall we say. Mm -hmm. And I actually wrote to my good friend, Mary Jane Matini, who is a cozy writer and asked her if she'd, you know, show my, my idea to her agent. And basically one thing led from from there, and once I got my foot in the cozy door, 
I found that I really, really liked it. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm mm -hmm. happy not to be writing the dark, disturbing stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, for someone like me, I just love them. I, I, I really enjoyed Juba Good. Now, I didn't read, um, I think there was another book in that series, wasn't there? I yeah, think there was three in all. Haitian Graves and Blood and Belonging. That's and right. I didn't read those two. Did they follow along the same? The same idea. Yeah, uh, that was a series about an RCMP officer working for the UN and some of the, uh, you know, the world's hotspots. Mm -hmm. um, so in Juba Good, he goes to South Sudan, and Haitian Graves obviously goes to uh, mm -hmm. Haiti. And in Blood and Belonging, he went on vacation to Turks and Caicos and found stuff I wrote those books because I have been to all of those places mm -hmm. and, and I was lucky enough to actually be able to meet with RCMP officers who are working in those countries mm -hmm. and um, you know assisting sort of the local police to get their police forces yeah. running yeah. Up, running and working properly in that yeah so that was a really really interesting experience mm -hmm. it was and then I kind of ran out of um, of developing countries where I had contact, so. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to move on. And I promise I won't keep you stuck in the past, but I have to tell you, I also really loved your um, your, your uh, Molly series, The End of the Shadow of the, the Glacier. I'm not speaking well this morning, sorry. Valley of the Lost, Winter of Secrets, Negative Image, Among the Departed, A Cold White Sun, under Cold Stone and Unreasonable Doubt. And if anyone out there is a fan of police procedurals, please look those up by Vicki Delaney. Start with In the Shadow of the Glacier. You will not be disappointed. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, I mean, I really liked writing that series too, but there were eight books in that series. And it's set in, the, in a fictional version of my favorite place in all the world, which is Nelson, British Columbia, um, where I still go quite regularly because one of my daughters lives there. But um, after eight books, I, I did start to feel that um, that the series was kind of winding down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And prior to that, you had had your Gold Digger series, your Klondike mystery books. And if anyone is a fan of historical mystery, I, I highly recommend. You're going to look for Gold Digger, Gold Fever, Gold Mountain, and Gold Web. Anything that starts with gold is going to be a Vicki Delaney Klondike mystery. <laughs> Uh, and your character in that is just a hoot, the very, the very big-hatted. Tell us about her. Okay, that's, um, I really did. That's, that's actually my sort of initiation into writing lighter books, because they are, they're not really cozies, but they're still pretty much intended to be on the lighter side. And basically, the main character owns a saloon and dance hall in Dawson City in 1898, right at the height of the gold rush. And she's a woman with a, you know, quote-unquote, mysterious past. And I really enjoyed getting into the nitty gritty of what it was like in Dawson City in 1898. And with the yeah. characters, you know, the characters that pass through that town is just, you know, absolute gold mine. Yes. Gold mine for, you know, for writing a really great series. Well, yes. for, for yeah. Reminds of her name because it's been a while since I've read oh, Fiona McGillivray. That's right, Fiona, and she is just like her name. She's she's a very bright spark. <laughs> and she's she's Scottish, and um, you know she has a son, and her son's twelve years old. And I enjoyed writing the son because he's twelve years old, growing up in that amazing environment. So I have a little bit of first person from him, 
as he's exploring this town. And of course, you know, he thinks that he's got to be the protector of his mother because, you know, his father is Of course dead. he does. He's a 12 year old boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, How could he not, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, you've described that as maybe a segue to the lighter works, but it has got a serious side. I remember that you had um, a character who. Um, had been abused, uh, a Native American woman, and uh, that that took a little darker turn. And uh, so it's not not overly light, really. No, actually, you're right about that because um, yeah, I did touch on that, um, and um, but I think I tried to keep the. I, I guess I just found Fiona herself somebody that um, that I would rather play. Kind yeah. of lightly, you know, she is self-proclaimed the most beautiful woman in the Klondike, right? So, you know, mm -hmm. you know that a little bit of fun. How could you not like that? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, so um, when the, you know, and even in Cozy Mysteries, I mean, we're still dealing with murder, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, so it, it can't be 100% light. Somebody right. killed somebody for some reason, you know. That's right. That's exactly right. Tell me about the very first book that Eva Gates ever wrote. Oh, Eva Gates uh, writes the Lighthouse Library series. So the first in that series is called By Book or By Crook. And those, that series um, was originally published by Penguin Random House. And it's now published by Crooked Lane. Um, so in fact, there are uh, six out now with two more coming. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, um, it's, it's about a, you know, an amateur sleuth, as cozies are. It's set in a lighthouse in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. The main character is a librarian there. And a library is a good place for having lots of people passing through. Because one thing you need, you know, think of something like Murder, She Wrote, right? In yeah. Cult. yeah. For an amateur, an amateur series, you have to have a whole lot of people turning over all the time, meaning, you know, people to reason to drop in. And the, the sleuth has to have the kind of a job that has some bit of flexibility so they go rushing off and investigate murders all the time. Of course, you know, of course. Yeah, but, um, but that was great. I went down to, um, uh, to the Outer Banks. I'd never even been there before, before I started writing the series. You know, and I always enjoy going and checking these places out. So that was, that was great. Yeah, so there are now the seventh, I, I am losing count, the sixth, or is it the seventh? is coming out in um in uh, october and it's called a death long overdue a death long overdue i was going to ask you what it was called and it comes out in october october so the, that's right the first was titled by hook by, by book or by crook by book or nice play on words and the yeah. seventh is called a death long overdue so look for right. all the six in between um and if you're That's a fan right. of jessica fletcher it's funny that you said um murder she wrote because when you first came out with by book or by crook i immediately thought of jessica fletcher and murder she wrote so fans of murder she wrote look for these books you're going to get a real enjoyment thrill out of them that's right. And, and things like Death in Paradise. Is that what it's called? Death in Paradise on TV, the British yes. TV show. The same kind of a feel, right? That yes. You've got this small little, like, why would anyone ever go for vacation to that island where the murder rate is, you know, what, once a week? Um, <laughs> so you know, you know, that small, intimate community with lots of people giving you lots of um, motives for murder and mayhem. Yes, and lots of sunshine because you're right on the coast. 
And, yeah. uh, you know, they, it's just going to draw the sunshine. It's going to draw the characters. It's um, really wonderful. And as you say, the death rate, you might want to just go virtually, people. Yeah. <laughs> Read the books. Don't actually visit. <laughs> what is your librarian's name in that series? Uh, Lucy Richardson is her name. Not only is the series set in Nags Head, North Carolina, which of course is a real town, it's actually, the library is in a real building. The Body Island Lighthouse actually exists. I've been there. Um, it is a lighthouse. It's nowhere near big enough to have a library and an apartment and a rare books room and offices and staff, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But um, it is actually a real, a real place. So outside of the actual interior of the, of the lighthouse, which I turned into my library, it is as described. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the no. library, as you said, the lighthouse was called Body Lighthouse? B-O-D-I-E, Body Island. Body Island, that's wonderful. Yep. yep, it's actually named after the Body family who were one of the original settlers there. Mm -hmm. And their name was B-O-D-Y. And why the name of the island, which is not an island anymore, it also used to be an island, but sands shift and it's not an island anymore. Why the name, the spelling got changed and the pronunciation didn't, I don't know. I think you can probably imagine why, because too much of a play on words for an actual yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's wonderful. I mean, talk about a place being a character. That is just terrific yeah. for a crime series, yeah. Yeah, and you've also got, I mean, this just goes on and on and on, because you've also got um, uh, a winter kill. You've got, uh, let's see now. Elementary, she read. What is that? That's my Sherlock Holmes bookshop series. Okay. Uh, that I do write under the name of Eva Gates. Mm -hmm. No, sorry, Vicki Delaney. I write those under my Vicki Delaney name. Um, and that's also a cozy series, but it's set in a Sherlock Holmes bookshop. So mm -hmm. the main character owns it's the Sherlock Holmes bookshop and Emporium. And that series I really enjoy writing because the character named Gemma Doyle is Sherlock Holmes. So she's basically my interpretation of Sherlock Holmes as a modern young woman, meaning she has that brain, right? She's got that thought yes. process. She can look at you and instantly analyze everything, you know, there is to know about <laughs> you and where you had breakfast and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, she's sometimes not entirely aware that she's offending people if she... She you know, can she's stick, yeah. Fast to keep up to her train of thought, so um, you know, so she gets a little annoyed about that. But that's again, it's, it's a light series, it's a cozy series, and that's lots of fun throwing in all those Sherlock Holmes elements. And her name, her name is Gemma Gemma Doyle. Gemma Doyle, oh my yeah. goodness, look for those, and that's under the Sherlock Holmes bookshop series. That's right, uh, yeah. that's by Vicki Delaney. That's now, right. when I first knew you, there was no Eva Gates. And That's we're going right. to go back in time again for a moment. When I first met Vicki Delaney people, she had just written and published Whiteout, which was a terrific book. It still holds up oh. if you find it. And from there, we went through several titles. And then we came to one of my personal favorites titled Burden of Memory. And tell us a little bit about Burden of Memory. Okay, that book was published by Poison Pen Press. Now, that's quite a while ago. I think that it is. It's a long time ago. Quite a long time ago. Um, yeah, and I really like writing those psychological suspense standalones. That is actually what I, you know, mostly read. Um, but, you know, I've gone on now to doing the cozies, but I remember those books really fondly. So Burden of Memory is set on, on the Muskoka area of Ontario, uh, a historic old cottage where this um, 
this elderly woman hires a biographer to help her write the memoirs. Mm -hmm. And the biographer goes up to this cottage to sort of live there over the season. It's around Thanksgiving time, as I recall. And of course, there are secrets in the family and someone doesn't want the elderly lady's memoirs to be published. And there's a hint of, you know, something still living in the woods. Yeah. That's a memory of, of something that had happened at the very beginning of World War II. So the book also has, as did my other standalones, flashbacks to the past. Mm -hmm. in, in Burden of Memory, um, the, the elderly lady had been a Canadian Army nursing sister in World War II. So you sort of follow her, her path through that. Mm -hmm. And I really like that, drawing the parallels between the past and the present. And the, the concept is always that the events of the past are still affecting what's happening in the present. And the people in the present have to resolve the issues of the past. But you did it very, very well, in particular in that book. You did it well in all of them. They're all worth reading. But that one in particular, I, I really enjoyed. I thought you did a, a masterful job in that book. Yeah, yeah. Now, tell me a little bit about how COVID is affecting you, because you are a traveler from a way back, and I, I am. you're a little bit curtailed at the moment. Well, um, certainly I'm curtailed and not traveling. Mm -hmm. um, I was in Mozambique in March. Um, mm -hmm. I had to come back a week early. Fortunately, I had already been there three weeks. I was planning to stay for a month, so I had had my three weeks, but it was interesting to be there while everything, there was no COVID there in Mozambique, but we're watching the news of all this stuff shutting down, particularly in, in Europe, in Italy, right? And we're watching all this. And then all of a sudden, and then the prime minister went on TV and said, you know, Canadians should all come home. So I rebooked my ticket. So there was that. Um, yeah. And I mean, I don't have any trips planned for the foreseeable future. I'm certainly hoping to able to go again but I, what I'd like to do actually is do some exploring in Canada in the fall if we can get out a little bit I might go out to BC and go to Tofino and Ukulele and things like that if, if stuff's opened up. Which will, but, um, quick, uh, which will allow me a quick segue sorry for interrupting Vicki um I just I have to plug our good mutual friend Joan O'Callaghan her colors of Canada if you're well, traveling yeah. in Canada please look for that because it, it was years of work on her part and it is yeah, really sorry for the interruption Vicki you're so you're going to go out to BC and you yeah, have a daughter okay. there too yeah, that's right. I have a daughter and a grandson who lives there. So, um, you know, that's one thing that this has sort of affected. It would have been nice. I was supposed to go to the um, When Worlds Collide, When Words Collide Festival in um, Calgary in August. That was cancelled, of course. I'm one of the co- I am the co-organizer co of Women Killing It Festival in Prince Edward County. Mm -hmm. uh, we cancelled it for this year. You know, so hopeful, hopefully things will start going again. But as for me personally dealing with COVID-19, basically this is the way I live my life. You know, I have a little house in the countryside and I write every day. And, you know, so basically, <laughs> that hasn't really meant all that much to me. <laughs> you, you, and, uh, you and Rick Mofina too said the same thing that uh, <laughs> this is how he lives anyway. So <laughs> uh, yeah, that's wonderful. And how are you guys getting, getting on? family managing okay? We are. Now the kids, of course, uh, the two youngest, they finished their school year online and they did quite well. Um, our youngest is turning 18 this week and she goes off to U of T in the fall, which will probably start online. So go yeah. off means shut her bedroom door. Um, and 
our middle son, Ted, he's going to be 22 in early August, and he just completed his music uh, degree, his fine arts degree at York, and he is entering, well, he has already entered Schulich business program uh, for Masters of Management, which they're doing online right now. They uh, opened up the courses uh, this week, in fact, so we just started. So, yeah, they're doing well, and our oldest is uh, the only one who goes out of the house to work. He, go, he worked for Canadian Tire and it was considered essential service because of the yeah. transport industry. So he went out to work every single day during the entire thing yeah. with lots of admonitions from mom to be safe, okay. to wear his mask, to keep his distance, to use his hand sanitizer and, you know, and so far, you yeah, know, good. when his home, he strips everything off and, you know, that's the way we live and Alec and I are still working from home we're doing well and uh, thank you for asking yeah and your daughters how are they well my uh, my youngest daughter is a paramedic in Toronto so mm -hmm. yeah so she's really into it in fact you know um, the thick of it so I haven't seen her since the night before I left Mozambique actually until yesterday so she came out um, she's coming for a visit she's staying in a hotel uh, just because she feels that she doesn't want to come into my house mm -hmm. obviously her chances of being exposed are higher than most people, um, you know, and we went out last night to a, you know, an outdoor patio for dinner and we sat out, I have a really nice deck and I have a swimming pool, so we sat outside of my, you know, in my um, yard yesterday, she's going to come by in a bit and we'll do that again today. So it's been really nice to see her. Mm -hmm. My second daughter lives in Nelson, British Columbia, and she's managing fine because she has a two-year-old, but her husband is the stay-at-home dad. Mm -hmm. So they didn't have to scramble for daycare or, or anything like that because she's still working at home. And my oldest daughter lives in Mozambique. That's why I was there. And mm -hmm. she's kind of trapped. She's actually, they have like real lockdown there. There's no flights in and out. No mm -hmm. non-residents are allowed in the country at all. Mm -hmm. um, so she's feeling a little bit trapped there. But it, there's a heck of a lot worse places in the world to be trapped because it's a pretty nice country. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, I'm glad they're all well, and I'm going to touch wood because, you know, that's what we're hoping yeah, for. Yeah, it's just everyone to get to the other side, exactly. And while you're on lockdown, look for Vicki Delaney, look for Eva Gates. You are guaranteed to enjoy them. I have no hesitation at all. I've oh. read many of them myself, and uh, you're going to get a real kick out of these books. So. Thank and you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, it's genuine. I hope you can tell. And uh, thank, thank you. you so much for joining us today on, on Dead to Rights. I'm so sorry I was a little bit delayed. I had a little technical instance. And, uh, but That's it's great, Ricky. It's been far too long. It has been far too long. And once, once this is over, we absolutely have to get the old gang together. I think the so. Scotland Yard pub in, in Toronto where we went, used to go. Remember when we used to go there? So. Absolutely. I might even take the bus so I can have a drink. <laughs> you know? I think I owe myself a drink. <laughs> thank you, Vicki. I want to extend a very special thank you to my old friend, Vicki Delaney, for joining us today on Dead to Rights, the podcast video for the crime genre industry. As I said earlier, our season would not have been complete without Vicki. She's very prolific, and I'm sure you've read her work under one of her working uh, nom de plumes, either Vicki Delaney or Eva Gates. As always, I want to thank Ted Carrick, the producer and music provider for Dead to Rights, for his theme song, Eyes of Gold. And I hope we'll see you next week.
Free, yet it rides. Let it rock. 